Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation on this week's episode. Uh, I, Aaron, and Kevin are talking about morning. Uh, not the opposite of nighttime, uh, but morning, like when um, something's missing or, or lost and when we feel sad about that. Uh, and how there is the presence of Jesus in the midst of our morning and uh, eventual final comfort that we have uh, in, in all of eternity. So in this conversation, we'll get, we'll get real practical about what that looks like in our lives as we are people who are mourned and we long for comfort. So as always, we hope you enjoy it. Morning, Kevin. Good morning, Aaron. It's good to see you today. Likewise, I like your shirt, man. Well, I was, I was thinking about you this morning as I was getting dressed. Yeah? I don't always think about you when I'm getting dressed. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> but today I thought to myself, <laughs> I think today... Today is going to be the day that Kevin wears the same shirt that I have, or the same shirt I have as him. And I thought that would be really funny on podcast recording day to be wearing the same shirt. And it was just, I just had this gut feeling. And when I get this gut feeling, like, usually my intuition is on. It wasn't today, though. You're not wearing it. Today, yeah. We're overdue. It's been a long time since we've matched. I mean, what are the odds, though? Somebody should run that calculation. Like, say I have, I don't know, probably 20-ish shirts that I rotate through. Mm-hmm. You got 20-ish. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, let's say we work together five days a week. We each have 20 shirts. There's... That sounds like a permutation. I don't even... That was a thing. That Do you remember is. that? It was in math. I think it's like an exclamation mark. Okay. And you have to do like... 20 times 19 times 18 times yeah. 17 times 16. Yeah. I think you like go down the line like that, but for the amount of days that you work together. Yeah. So like you just do five of that, like 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, which ends up being a really high number. Yeah. So, which means it's a really, really low chance yeah. of it happening. And yet it has happened. I know. Coincidence. It's happened twice, right? Uh, so. that sounds right because yeah. the first time we were really blown away and the second time we were like figures yeah <laughs> <laughs> well just so you're aware listeners viewers we uh, we do not call each other and talk about what we're going to wear each day so you know we just let it happen and here we are wearing regular clothes <laughs> and yet talking about it so uh, yeah well how'd that make you feel Aaron what that make you sad that we weren't that, matching little bit. are you mourning that <laughs> are you grieving oh you know what i am <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh you know i suppose we could we could talk about maybe what we're going to talk about sure. which is mourning yeah right? and comfort uh mm-hmm. as we're looking at these beatitudes the the beginning of jesus uh, sermon on the mount matthew chapter five mm-hmm. yeah that's what i preached on this last Sunday, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did what did you think? I mean, we haven't really had a chance to um, chat much about you know that that topic or that sermon. I don't know what. Yeah, what stood what, out? What? Yeah, what stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I really appreciated. Uh, it was kind of like I think maybe three quarters of the way through the sermon when you uh, acknowledged that. Our culture is very anti-mourning. You know? Yeah, our culture is Do you very. Agree with that? Oh yes, hundred um, uh, <laughs> percent. I meet with a fella named Micah, and sometimes when we meet, um, 
he'll have different ways of saying he doesn't just say like hey how's it going oh good you know yeah. like he'll say things like salutations or <laughs> if i say how's it going or how are you he'll say better than i deserve so he's he's always got these like different uh statements that kind of throw you off they're not the usual ones okay and he does it he told me he does it intentionally because so often you know we say oh how's it going or how are you doing like people just say good like halfway through you're asking them you know it's like you don't even think about it you just say ah good you know good i'm good and and uh it's probably in part because like i i think culturally we're conditioned to say that to respond in the positive to say that things are good um maybe act like things are good because we're so constantly like swarmed with this idea that we got to be good or we got to be positive or we got to be happy um Culture makes us want to like avoid any notion of mourning, you know, yeah. or sadness or grief. Uh, you know, like I think you mentioned maybe at uh, at funerals, we don't even talk about like death. Yeah, we say no, it's just a celebration of life. Yeah, you know, like and there's nothing wrong with celebrating life yeah. or even remembering the, the good things about a person's life. But we are so afraid to look at those sad things kind of in the face and say. No, this this is really this is really sad. Like I am, I'm grief stricken by this. Um, we have a hard time sitting in that place of discomfort, um, and maybe in part because uh, so much of our experience is just I don't know, avoiding it, getting it out of our view, not thinking about it. We got a lot of ways to uh, to make ourselves feel better too, yeah. which I think is a difference now than you know, say 150 years ago. I. I well, I don't think about it a lot, but I'm always struck by when I'm, if I'm reading anything from like, you know, yeah. a century gone by, it's like, my gosh, did they have it hard? Yeah. And they just had to live with it, you know? Yeah. Like we got television and music. I mean, like, man, I throw on my headphones and I just put on music that makes me feel good, you know, yeah. when I don't feel good. Or coffee, you know, access to, I mean, caffeine, yeah. you know, which is a pick me up and it makes me feel, sometimes it makes me feel too good. <laughs> my head gets discombobulated. Um, but we just have we have access to so many things. I'm air conditioning, yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, or heat. Right. Uh, and then I read about these youpers like hauling stuff across the UP in the middle of winter, and like just this hardy uh, uh, group of people. Right. Well, and even, I mean, and even at the point of death itself, mm. I mean, what do we what do we do? Well. Uh, I mean, if you if you keep your body, most often now we, you know, we embalm that mm. body to try to make it look good and preserve it until maybe a convenient time for the family to gather together for the funeral. You know, you can even store that body mm. um, in a cooler for weeks, you know, after the person has even died so family can get together for the funeral instead of like actually, you know, burying them right away and like gathering together and just dealing with it or or we cremate and then we don't even like look at the body you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. so even at the point of even at the point of death like we've found all these ways to uh, i don't know soften soften its uh sting so, yeah. yeah yeah um and i think like I think we do it for a variety of reasons. You know, one is the one is the cultural pressure, like we've like we've talked about, or the the access culturally to to numb out and not deal with the hard things. Uh, I I think we we do that in this culture a lot. 
But as I also said in my sermon, I think from a Christian perspective, we're tempted also to, to, to feel like we're, maybe we shouldn't mourn. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I, I don't know, we hear this a lot from people and I, I've maybe wrestled with it myself where it's like, why? Well, I, I mean, I believe in Jesus, you know? He's, he's strong, he loves me, you know? He's got it under control, I don't need to, I don't need to be sad. Mm. you know like there's so there's those kinds of there's those kinds of like you know even i i don't know uh, there's christian pressures or whatever to to make it feel like we we shouldn't mourn things are supposed to be good because Mm -hmm. we believe in jesus Mm -hmm. but jesus is actually saying something something different in this beatitude where he's saying blessed are you who mourn blessed are you who are mourning right now which is an acknowledgement of the reality that until the resurrection from the dead until that last day there will be mourning mm-hmm. and being a follower of jesus will actually make you more aware of that mourning that that's what jesus is saying mm-hmm. like when you when you follow after him and you desire his kingdom mm-hmm. and the perfection of it and the the final and full restoration when that's what we desire and then we look at what we have right now we're going to mourn over a lot of stuff mm-hmm. you know um, and so that's what Jesus is telling us. Like, you, you, the more that you follow me, probably the more you're going to mourn. Um, and so it's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't really like mourning, you know. But uh-huh. but but then what that does is it is it like um, <clears throat> that anticipation of the resurrection and the the restoration of all things. Mm-hmm. It actually makes us long for that even more because mm-hmm. we don't have it yet. Right. We don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's that's why an appropriate understanding of the resurrection from the dead, like and, and the life of the world to come, these the, the our future hope, if we don't have that right and, and, and a right understanding and anticipation of it, then um, I think what happens is we we um, instead of waiting for that day and anticipating it, we think that we're supposed to have all that now. Mm-hmm. I think is what what happens. So yeah, and you, I appreciate it too in your sermon that you you helped us understand uh, that there's a little bit of a tension there. You called it, you know, this yeah. tension between the now and the not yet, right. right? Like it's not that there's no comfort whatsoever now, and that we just got to go around moping every day, you know, in, in misery, yeah. um, you know, and to try to do that even. Um, but it's uh, so it's not that. It's not that we're called to be just constantly sad, right. essentially. Um, but there is also a, a, a reality to we're not gonna we're not gonna have fully uh, constant, you know, some sort of blissful existence. Uh, now on this earth, right? right? Like we're gonna be faced with um, heartbreak and heartache, and God's call to us has never been, you know, uh, one that says, "Yeah, like with you're with me, everything's just gonna be smooth sailing." Right. You know? It's really like kind of the opposite, right? Like, no, there's if you follow Jesus, there is gonna be mourning. You are gonna have your eyes open to, I mean, so many of the uh, things in this world that are just broken. So many things in myself that are broken. And yet, you're also not just following me. I'm with you. Yeah. And I have come to bring peace. And you know that I'm going to restore all things in the end. Uh, but you even have that, that foretaste of that, yeah. that peace right now. Because you know it. You know it's coming. So yeah. even now, you can kind of 
dabble and taste in that. Yeah. 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 And and work and work towards it. Mm-hmm. And For, that's that that whole idea of like uh, in Paul's letter in Second Corinthians in this first in his first chapter, he he does this whole thing about um, we you know we're we're called to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort that we've been comforted. <laughs> By God, That's right. that that uh, <laughs> that so, word teaser. Yeah, so it's um, basically what Paul is saying, and I didn't flesh this out all that much, but um, Christ suffered and and went through afflictions, even death, mm-hmm. and conquered it, so that He can comfort us mm. as we deal with our afflictions, mm-hmm. and then as as he who has overcome afflictions and death can comfort us who are in afflictions mm-hmm. and death, we then too can comfort other people in their afflictions as God has comforted us in ours. So he's, he's just a step ahead of us. Right. Right. And, and then, and then as we receive comfort from him, we can comfort others. Um, uh, with not not with our comfort, not with earthly comfort, but but the kind of comfort that 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 God can give to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's this. It's like I don't know. Like so, I've got a you know I've got four kids. You've got two. Uh, we both have young sons right now. Mine's a couple months older than yours. Yours is sleeping better than mine. I need you to comfort me right now. <laughs> no, but it would be it would be like I mean, if we were sharing those struggles, and I've kind of been you know I've been I've been through it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're going through it, then it's like I, I can say to you, you know, I don't know. In some way, like um, I can I can offer some comfort to you having gone through an experience that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Right? We we know mm-hmm. this reality or. Um, I've seen it play out too. Like we've had um, people of, people from our church. I'm just thinking of a number of examples, but like um, one family lost a lost a baby, a stillbirth. Mm-hmm. But they're part of a, a community now of other people who have had that same experience, and they get comforted by those same people who have had that same experience. Right. So we can, you know, Jesus has had the same experience as us, mm-hmm. even death itself, and he's con- conquered death. So Jesus can comfort. We know that he can provide comfort to those who mourn because he's already overcome that thing that we mourn the most, which is death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think uh, like one of your tips uh, at the end of your sermon of, of kind of how to practically do this, like this is what you're kind of bringing in right now practically. Yeah. What does this look like? And, uh, uh, you know, when we've been kind of trained by Jesus in the way of mourning, then we're not so quick to try and, um, move to that like stasis of like happiness or peace or whatever. It kind of slows us down, um, and knowing that oh no, mourning is part of existence on this earth and part of especially when things are not going right when they're broken. Mm-hmm. But if I've been through that, then um, like I've experienced it, so I don't need to I don't need to rush whoever is coming to me uh-huh. to that place. I can first. Uh, just be present with them. Mm-hmm. Use my ears. Let them share with me mm-hmm. this heaviness. But also, um, I think one of your tips had to do with uh, kind of pointing to that not yet. Yeah. And <clears throat> like you're saying, as a, like when you're a stand when you've gone through something and you know just how rough it was, you yeah. know, to go through it, that helps you open your ears to someone else who's 
now in the middle of it, expressing it just to, just to listen. But you're also standing as kind of a living proof that there is another side to this yeah. as well, right? I'm a little further down the road. Yeah. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. And man, you're right. It sucks. Yeah. Let me weep with you for a minute, you know, yeah. like Paul, right? Like weep with those who weep. Because uh, I've been there. I know. I know how you feel, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes we're not in a position to say that. You know, sometimes our experience can't speak to someone else. Right. Uh, but other times God connects us, like, you know, the, this couple you mentioned, um, yeah. to other people who've been to it. But then they're kind of, yeah, they're standing there as, hey, I'm living proof, man. Like, there's there's a road ahead. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it right now, but you're going to get through. And, hey, you know, if, if I can help you in any way, like, right. ask me. You know, like, if there's something I can share with you, please let me. Right. Um, but we can only do that, too, because, like you said, Jesus has also gone through the ringer. Like yeah. he's experienced the, the brokenness, the damage unto the most extreme form, death. Yeah. And then he stands as living proof of even to death. Yeah. There's another side to this. Like yeah. there's a road ahead and it's a resurrection road. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 No, I love that, man. I was thinking about this while you're talking. Um, uh, it was a number of years ago, but we had, we had family come up to visit us up here. Um, one of my wife's brothers and his wife. And at that point they had, they just had one kid who was like, I don't know, a year old or something. And I don't know. I don't think we had any kids at that point. I think there may have just been the one kid. And so, so we went on this hike. Um, I had never been on it. None of us had ever been on this hike before. All right. Um, and it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't an easy hike. It wasn't long, but it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It was Bear Bluff. I don't know. You, you mm, been up I've there? heard of it. Yeah. No, I've never so, been. Well, we should go sometime. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I, I kind of, I had seen pictures of like what the summit looked like and stuff, but I didn't know, didn't know what the terrain was going to be like or, or anything. So we're getting into this hike and they, they've got, you know, this less than year, year old kid who now like we're well in, we're at least like a mile in to this, to this hike. And, um, and it is a, it's a loop. We know this, but it, it's sort of like, well, how far, how far have we gone? And then the baby mm-hmm. started getting really upset and they, and then they needed to take the baby out. And my, you know, my, uh, sister-in-law needed to nurse the baby. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, baby's tired. And should we turn around? Do we keep going? And I was like, you know what, if you guys want to just, you guys just sit and stay right here. And I'll just, I'll, I'll run ahead. I'll check it out, kind of, you know, figure out where, where we're going to go and stuff. So I literally did that. And I, I took off and I just kind of went for a, went for a jog for a while. And I made it all the way to the, made it all the way to the summit. Um, and, uh, and we weren't, we weren't that far away. And so I went back down and I was like, we can, we can do this. It's going to be great. We can get to that spot. We, you know, we had packed lunches. I was like, just a little bit farther we'll we'll sit down we'll chill we'll we'll just enjoy the view like we can you know we can do this um and so it's that it's that thing where it's like you know if you know what the what the journey is and what the path is and you you kind of see that end result it's like it's gonna be it is gonna be okay and i i I gave that as a tip like don't say oh sure yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's Uh it's okay Uh uh-huh you know Um, yeah it's not the first thing they need to hear right 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 because in that in that moment like it really it really wasn't it was like mass chaos you know mm-hmm. with like kids i think my mm-hmm. wife might have had a migraine it was just like 
It's not. It's really not okay. So for me to come back and be, like, it's great, guys. Like, yeah, they nobody was in the mood to hear that, you uh-huh. know. But but um, but to to reassure them, like, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm I'm with you. I've been there. Like, yeah. we're gonna do this together. Like, and know. maybe the difference too is like in your story, you know, it would be one thing <laughs> for to, to kind of hit this point, you know, in the journey. You haven't run ahead yet. Yeah, you're just with them, and you're saying. We're going to be fine, yeah. right? Like, you have no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you're going to be fine, right? Yeah. You don't know what the path is ahead. Yeah. Um, but the difference is you did go. Right. Like, you had seen what was ahead. You, you, you knew what was coming. Right. And so you could, from experience, share that, yeah. that truth, that reality. Hey, I'm, I'm living proof. I know what's ahead. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of yeah. the encouragement, right, or the call yeah. is for us not to just say nice words because we think they'll help yeah. other people when we really don't know. Right. Um, but to honor, the honor the truth of where, where we're at right now and that it is difficult. But if I have that experience, if I do know this path because I've gone through it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's an opportunity to share, but. Um, well, that's, and, and ultimately the, it's gonna be okay, is the pointing to the not yet. That's right. Um, it's not, in this, in this moment, it's really not okay. Yeah. Ultimately, on the day that Christ returns mm. and brings us to that ultimate <laughs> summit view of life and and the restoration of all things, that that will be okay, mm-hmm. It'll be better than than okay, you know. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, we're together in this in this journey and in this slog, you know. We're gonna we're gonna do it. You yeah. Know? Um. So. Yeah. 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 Um. Jesus mourned. I, yeah, I was trying to remember. Did you quote Isaiah at all? Oh, not Isaiah. No, and I'm not even thinking about Isaiah right now. Okay. Well, tell me more. Well, I'm thinking about Jesus uh, with Lazarus. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, good a friend. Yeah. Well, and Jesus wept, you know? Mm-hmm. Friends done. Yeah. We're, well, Isaiah, Isaiah talks about uh, the, the coming, you know, servant of God who we know is Jesus and that he's going to be a man kind of characterized by grief. Yeah. Did you use did you use that Isaiah passage the week before? I used Isaiah sixty one because um, I almost uh, used Isaiah sixty one as well because it, it it does talk about like mourning and, and uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I was thinking about doing it again. Yeah, but 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 we we used Isaiah forty, which is comfort comfort my people, mm-hmm. uh, which that is a beautiful passage. Also good. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like in Jesus wept. You know, that's. Sure, it's first in the Bible, but it's definitely not uh, like a throwaway descriptor of Jesus. Um, I heard once, like, there was like a study done of like the emotions of Jesus, like in the Gospels, oh. and like the most common one that he experiences or is shared at least by the Gospel writers is like sadness, grief, mm-hmm. you know, mourning, yeah. um, which is maybe striking to some, you know, uh, to just realize, man, yeah, Jesus, it, he wasn't always, I mean, yeah, it's strange because we know that he also is brings joy, yeah. right? Um, who is it, John, that says like, or no, it's Jesus who says like, the, the my disciples can't be fasting when the bridegroom is standing yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, so he comes to bring joy, and yet uh, he himself experienced seemingly more brokenness, you know, more mm-hmm. kind of tragedy and sadness yeah. uh, in his time here. Uh, then, um, then at least that, you know, and maybe it's just that so much of, uh, 
what the world thinks of as joy or happiness is just a little shallower yeah. than the kind of deep resounding joy yeah. that Jesus, I mean, because Jesus even says for the joy set before him, yeah. he endured the cross. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Paul will speak in a similar way, you know, about um, basically, you know, it is, um, it is through suffering that produces, you know, mm-hmm. hope and um, character and all that stuff. But I, I, you know, this, this whole idea of like, uh living in a world in a culture that uh doesn't like mourning uh, i've I just heard it echoed um, many, many times and seen people deal with this even after preaching it you know a member from our church who's mm. had a um is, is a widow um, she told me that you know many people told her and have still told her years after her husband's death like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't mourn his death anymore like that you should be be done with that and move on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, come on. You know, yeah. I had the same experience with uh, with another lady who was a widow um, a couple of years ago at, at Camp Luther when I was serving as pastor of the week. Uh, she just she, her, she, her husband had died, and basically everybody in her life, all all of her Christian friends and stuff, basically were doing all the stuff that I said not to do, mm. telling her to to move on, trying to just keep her busy. Yeah. Um, all this stuff and she was asking me about this and and uh, i remember I, I pointed her to the to the fact that there's a the to the whole idea of lament yeah. um, and i i mean i didn't talk about this in my sermon at all but like the whole idea of lament in the bible um that you know we have a whole book of the bible called lament- lamentations <laughs> lamentations and in the book of psalms there are a variety of kinds of psalms mm-hmm. um, the most common kind of psalm is a psalm of lament. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, so psalms is, are full of laments, and a lament is essentially, it's saying to God, um, God, because I believe in you, mm. and because you're a good God, I don't like the way that things are. Mm. Why? Why? Why this way? You know, if you say who you are, who you are. Mm-hmm do something about this, please, you know? Yeah. So it's not a, lamenting is not a lack of trust in God. Lament is actually, it's it's such a, because we have such a deep faith mm-hmm. in our God, um, we can actually tell him, you know, how we're truly feeling about stuff. And that is, mm-hmm. lamenting, I think, is a, it's mourning, right? It's mourning mm-hmm. the fact that things are not right. And so I told this woman this, and she was like, she was so relieved. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a burden lifted off of her that to tell her like, you can grieve, you know? Yeah. Like you can mourn, you can lament, you can tell God you're, you're not, you're not happy with the fact that your husband's dead. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be happy about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, sure. Yes, we can rejoice that they are with the Lord, you know, and are no longer suffering and all that stuff. But that's good for them. Yeah. Not great for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still down here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, I think it's, I mean that's so good, man. Uh, such a good reminder. And I think you know uh, if that's new for you, like as a listener, um, you know maybe it'll be a little awkward when you first try to lament to God. But like my encouragement would be like understand that God, you know, God is the best listener. Yeah. You know, like sometimes we want God to speak. We're like, ah, I want to hear from you, God. I want you to tell me like what I need to hear. Um, God invites us in prayer to like just share with him and he will listen. He's an incredible listener. Um, and, uh, and in his good timing, uh, 
uh, I mean, I think the harder part sometimes is kind of keeping our eyes open for his response. He does respond, right? Mm -hmm. He does respond. Um, and it may not look the way that we're hoping for it to look or expecting for it to look, but, um, but yeah, read, I mean, yeah, go, go to the Psalms, look for a lament Psalm and, uh, uh, Find the one that really resonates with whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever uh, uh, particular thing that's upsetting you or, or is putting you in that tension of, this isn't the way I thought my life was going to be. This isn't the way I thought things were going to go. Um, and, uh, and air it up to God and let him, let him field uh, what it is you're, you're suffering with because he can handle it. Yeah. And he invites us to draw, really to draw near to him. And, and, and maybe part of the, the misnomer we have is that... Um, um, Somehow getting close to God means that we look happier or look stronger or look this way. But yeah. in the scriptures, it seems like it's the opposite. That like God is like attracted, you know, to our brokenness, uh. to our suffering. It's like a magnet for him, yeah. you know. So if that's where you find your yourself, don't feel like you're distant from God. Know that he is is going to draw near to you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, don't busy. Don't don't do what the world says and busy yourself up and numb out. Just allow yourself that space to kind of be broken with God and um, yeah, let him feel your, feel yeah. your struggle. Yep. And again, you're blessed when you mourn because Jesus, Jesus promised you as I'm, I'm with you. Um, the kingdom of heaven is yours right now. Uh, so, so, you know, Jesus is coming to you in your mourning, like, like Kevin's saying in your suffering, uh, in, in all that difficulties coming to you, bringing hope to you, bringing comfort to you. Again, all those things coming to you, even right now, um, to draw you ever closer to that day when it will be um, fully yours uh, on that day of Christ's uh, return. And so, um, again, let's let's hold one another in, in hope. And I think over the next couple of weeks in the Beatitudes, it's going to be similar it's similar kind of mm. theology. It's this mm-hmm. kind of constant reminder Jesus is with us. We're blessed. We long for this day to come. It's not quite here yet, mm-hmm. but Jesus is still here. And so um, that's kind of what all the Beatitudes are with just little different angles. We had the morning and then, um, what's this next one again? Humility, this week, Humility. meekness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and it's again like the same, what you're saying, that verbal pattern. Those who are for you will. Yeah. yeah. Those who are for you will. Yeah. yeah so that future hope. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep uh, keep jamming on this and uh, pray that pray that uh, you know as you mourn because you are people who are mourning um, that that you will be comforted um, and then uh, go and comfort some others with that same comfort that God provides you in Jesus. So Kevin, it's always good to be with you, bud. Amen, brother.